Hello everyone, today uh, we are again back on a new episode. We are the Scientia podcast. Uh, as you may know by now, we are researchers funded by the Scientia Fellows uh, program, uh, hosted at the University of Oslo in Norway. Today in this episode, uh, it's me, Andrea, who is leading, and uh, together with Matthias as well. Uh, hello, Matthias. Hi. Um, today we are actually going to have a very interesting podcast uh, episode. We had the pleasure to talk to Beate Dick Johnson. Hope I say it correct. <laughs> <laughs> She's a senior innovation advisor at EU Growth House. But she has been also working as a Spark coordinator mm -hmm. and in another other positions I will hope we will talk about. Mm. Uh, welcome to Thank us. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I hope you feel comfortable, please. Uh, yes, yes. Let's have a normal conversation then. <laughs> let's do it. Uh, the first thing I'm curious about mm -hmm. is um, we were thinking so much into this UEU Growth House because you have a lot of functions within the mm -hmm. university. Mm -hmm. But uh, I'm curious about why have you choose to be there? What oh. has attracted you to actually uh. start working with them now? Well, that's an interesting question because... Um, um, you know, I'm a um, biochemist from the University of Oslo originally. Okay, so actually a scientist. <laughs> yes. yes. But when I was finished with my uh, conscient or master's, um, there was no PhD. No. Uh, that was uh, free. Okay. Courses, um, so I had a contact that um, had a position in the industry. Mm -hmm. So quite soon I went into the industry. That's a big change, I guess. It's a big change and I knew uh, very little about it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> But uh, it was a biotech company called uh, Dynel, mm -hmm. and um, yeah, it was interesting because I could uh, I could use the science that I learned before, and but a completely different way of, of working. How long were you were there? I actually were uh, I think thirteen years. Wow, that's <laughs> a huge amount of time. It was uh, it was. Um, so I started at like a product specialist, but then uh, we wanted to look into new area of proteomics, mm -hmm. which was new at the time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. And uh, so I, I got the task of um, investigating this uh, new area to produce a new product for this, uh, you know, the Dynabeads. Company, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. so, um, so that was very interesting analytical work. And, um, and that was also um, a place where we started to look into like ideal design thinking type mm -hmm. of processes for mm -hmm. new new tasks to like automation uh, devices and things like that. Could we call it innovation? Yeah, already? yeah, 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 okay. yeah, yeah. So then, yes. You so, jump so, into so really, it. I started very early on the innovation yeah. side. So I never uh, kind of look back um, uh, to to going back to science because there was a lot of development in, mm -hmm. in this company mm -hmm. that was very interesting. So. Um, but a long way because you asked me why am I back at academia? Yeah, like I was just going to <laughs> yeah. say, but then after 13 years, why mm. did you come back to academia? Well, I didn't at the time because then, you know, it was, um, we were bought by an um, American company. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then, then there's a lot of hats and there's a lot of, uh, the, the work changed. It was very mm -hmm. steered, very centrally. So, so at the time then I wanted to do something else. So. Mm -hmm. I moved into to pharmacy, uh, the pharmaceutical industry. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I started to work in Celia Pharmaceuticals, um, which used to be Apothecans uh, Laboratorium mm -hmm. or Alpharma. Mm -hmm. And um, and um, 
There I started to work in portfolio management, which is more a strategic um, yeah, okay. role of product development. Not so much into the innovation part, creation well, of ideas, but yeah, more but it, it was in a way because okay. the the portfolio is um, is where you oversee all the development projects. Okay, mm-hmm. and and when I started there, the the um, uh, the industry was just business to business sales of. Um, uh, APIs mm-hmm. or pharmaceutical ingredients. So mm-hmm. it was very basic. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, then they saw, you know, it was a generic company. So the, the money was going down in how, how much money you can mm. uh, earn. So they wanted to, to expand and, and become, uh, to move into finished dosage forms and new areas. Okay. So this is all anti-infectives area, mm-hmm. right? So there was a lot of st- strategic uh, work mm-hmm. worked with a lot of these big strategic houses and and trying to mm-hmm. set what will the direction be mm-hmm. and the whole portfolio uh, department was uh, was uh, just being built from scratch yeah okay and so yeah. it feels to me that you didn't feel so comfortable on that strategic part so well much. I, th- i think that was fun actually okay yeah. so okay. so i mean when i started it was more analyzing what what new products should we make mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um but i think it was really fun to go into this uh, okay. this uh, strategic part and also we we needed to scout because then mm-hmm. it was limited uh, development um in-house okay uh, so we scouted for for smaller projects like the ones you know coming out of university yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. where is yeah, i and, see that and yeah. i catch that from here <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. No, sorry. and okay. that was that was really um That was really a lot of fun. So my my responsibility was in a way both scouting, taking in new mm. new strategic projects, uh, analyzing them. So there was a lot of analytics, mm-hmm. um, and um, and then uh, at the same time, I was responsible for that that these should make money in the future. Mm-hmm. And and also uh, I was responsible for the decision making mm. progress in the inside the company for the yeah. leadership team so i had to and what i really enjoyed was the analytical part and the innovation part but also this um understanding the full value chain mm. of the process and the of the benefits. process from yeah. from the mm. idea where yeah. we take it in yeah. until launch mm. i guess that's a huge valuable knowledge for exactly. your work yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right now so and you know and uh, to your question why am i back here is is i felt i have a lot of like in-depth knowledge of um, of the value chain, like uh, doing regulatory affairs, strategic mm-hmm. decisions, mm-hmm. IP decisions, mm-hmm. um, what is needed on supply chain and logistics. Uh, so there's a lot of different considerations and, and there was no procedures also. So I made like processes for all of these different mm-hmm. um, areas. Mm-hmm. And, um, but after, after I was there for 10 years, then um, I moved into... Um, Um, so the whole company head office moved to Denmark. Okay. So the only only the R and D part and me was yeah. left in, <laughs> in, in Oslo. <laughs> so I said, okay. Okay. So it was I was traveling to to, to Copenhagen mm. like uh, once uh, once a week. So it okay. was okay. very tiring. So I I moved in actually into to now to a medical device mm-hmm. small startup, mm-hmm. which was very okay. different. Yeah. I guess so from the company <laughs> to startup. Okay. Yeah. So that was. Um, That was very interesting, and in, in that's a like a different regulatory mm-hmm. route, mm-hmm. different um, maybe a different level, completely yeah. different level. But of course, I you know 
what's interesting in in all the companies I worked is that they've all been global. Yeah. Mm. Right. So, so here also in the small medical device, you know, I needed knowledge on on the regulatory, on market access, and all this, you know, different things. Mm. Um, So I thought I had a lot of information that could be useful also for this Mm -hmm. area. Mm -hmm. Um, And I, you know, and there also we we. from the on the financing side was also very interesting because there we we went over to to the US and tried to to with the um, startup yes actually you know and and okay. wanted to um to understand it was also you know there there was um, um some some uh, centers or some support functions that okay. helped to see how our product could fit into into the into the market. market okay not just the regulatory but you know what are the users mm. um what do they need for the documentation niche, like the necessities and what you can offer yeah mm-hmm. because you need different maybe different clinical mm-hmm. data mm-hmm. to show Here other than there. the regulatory yeah. maybe you yeah. know for the buyers <gasps> and all this whole system mm. So that was uh, that was very interesting, and also we wanted to apply for money from the the Department of Defense. Can I ask? Oh, that yeah. startup was here in the University yeah, that was, uh, of Oslo. Talks. That was uh, that was not uh, from the university. No, no. okay. Yeah. Okay. But it was um, it was um, uh, wound healing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Between the big global ones to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. So, and and it was um, it was also close because it was uh, you know the pharmaceutical company was anti-infective, mm-hmm. so this was also infections. Okay, mm-hmm. like I want to kind of same feel. It is a little bit the same field, and I also actually worked in in a nursing home through my whole studies. Mm-hmm. You know, with all the people with a lot of wounds. Okay, <laughs> so okay. it was in a way relevant. In, so, in the same, yeah. uh, it was interesting. Yeah. It interested me. Um, so. Um, yeah so fr- so from there and, and this this company is um you know it's uh, when we started to to uh, visit we had to go practically be in the US the whole time okay. which yeah. is also something mm. you know my kids were getting older and yeah. I was like okay I have a couple of years left at home before they move out <laughs> so so for me I I I wanted to to have Norway as yeah. a, as mm. a location I guess uh but what was the reason to move to US? I mean, there was a better financial situation there for the company, or was a yeah. market there? Or I think you know, actually, it's um, if you if you look at the regulatory um, uh, regulatory device, how to launch products, mm. it's very complicated. With you know, we were doing that also in Europe from the MDD to the mm. MDR regulation. Mm. But in the U.S., you can do a 510K, which is, mm. you know, the name of. Mm. But it's easier because then it's easier to 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 pick a product and say mm. we are almost the same as this, and yeah. that, and and hence you need mm. a dif- different kind oh, of regulatory. Okay. Mm. And um, and also we we saw that uh, getting money from the Department of Defense mm. because the Department of Defense and the U.S. funding system there's a lot of money there. Mm. But if you if you make products that can be used for the military then mm. they are they can support that mm. and then it's, it's like a miles yeah it's about funding it's and i really enjoy this us mm. way of doing it because then you don't it, it's not like you have a project and you have to fit the call mm-hmm. it's more the other way around so that a, when I, you I have present, this product or this something mm. are you attracted to it will you mm. no 
I mean, yeah. instead of, uh, like you just said, like mm. government says, oh, I have this money, show me what you have and, and I can decide if it fits actually on what I want to do. It's yeah. opposite, like, I have this thing mm. and you say to the government, does it fit with you? Yeah. Do you like this? Are, is is interesting for you, yeah. for your society, for your market, for your... Yeah, exactly. And, and, and the thing is also that they have quite continuous funding because mm -hmm. then you start a project and then you... you show them the plan and then you have a milestone yes. after a year mm -hmm. and then if you need to pivot you can do that also as mm -hmm. long as you show the plan take mm -hmm. will take it and then they see as long as you follow your progress mm -hmm. then they will fund you and the interesting thing especially from now this company who is selling wound treatments mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, which is relevant for the US Army mm -hmm. you also have then the customer in the mm -hmm. end yeah. right mm -hmm. for sure <laughs> yeah actually so that's so. we we felt that we had very good support also from um, from Excite International mm -hmm. and we had good support in the US um, so that we felt that was an easier and a huge market of course. Yes. Mm. I have a question in I'm not sure if you're in the position now but if in a hypothetical case that you could implement some kind of things from these other type mm. of markets like you just say an example now in US here in Norway mm. have you ever tried that can you do it is it do you think it's possible maybe it's not um, interesting here in Norway since they have different systems or something yeah because you have to you, you all the time you have to relate to what is the regulatory requirements mm. right? yeah. and and everything but I think you know I think that Especially the funding system is something we can learn from, mm -hmm. <laughs> you yeah. know, yeah, yeah. following the project, making sure that you mm. don't struggle to fit, no. but, you know, overcoming the value of death, mm -hmm. for instance. And, mm -hmm. yes. and we can learn from these kind of mm. things. It's very interesting point of view, mm. I think. Yeah, I think, but they're also quite kind of strict and you have yeah. to deliver the milestones because now we yes. get enrolled into this um, from Welcome Trust that they follow uh -huh. the Starpa scheme. Yeah, um, okay. So basically they have this kind of very, they have a project manager really checks that you follow up the milestone that you yeah. deliver. That's Otherwise true. you, you I mean, know, it kind of makes the, sense. Yeah. No, yeah, if yeah, it's, it's good. If it's, 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 it's good. I think it's, it's a very efficient way to, yeah. to, to, if you want to get what you, what you propose basically. Yeah, exactly. Um, but it's, it's very different, I think, to the funding system in Europe, I agree. Yes, yeah. mm. it is more lenient here, yeah. but still, it will, if you follow the rules, you, it will take you. Yes. Yeah, 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 it no, no, will yeah. not stop your progress in the way. No, no. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. For, for this kind of development, it's very good. But I think we, we, we kind of interrupted you, so mm -hmm. basically you... Yeah, sorry. So why, you why, ran, why I'm back? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you, you ran, so the company moved more to the US, so you decided to, to go back to Norway. Yeah, and and you know, to be honest, in, in uh, way back when I was in uh, in uh, Dynal and also in in Selle Pharmaceuticals, mm -hmm. we tried to to interact with the university, mm. but it was difficult. Mm -hmm. You know, it was, and it really bothered me. And of course, things have changed now mm -hmm. because now you have more industry collaborations, mm -hmm. but and we are getting there. But uh, at it's the time, you know, we tried. Close, yeah, we, uh, we, organization, institution. Yes. And, you know, it, it was, I remember we wanted to t just test some drugs. Mm -hmm. And the university said, no, then we have to own the IP. And we're like, you're just testing drugs for us. <laughs> yeah. But then we, we had to move to Denmark, mm -hmm. you know, to, to the Serum mm -hmm. Institute to get this done. So I, you know, all the time I felt, you know, there should be much more movement between the industry and the academia. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and, um, and I felt now since I, 
been in the portfolio management and have all this, you know, understand the value chain, what's needed, mm-hmm. and also understand innovation and also have the science background that I have, then mm-hmm. I felt, you know, I can do something here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So it was really my motivation is to to go back and try to support some of this trans translation in from you know from basic science into okay that know. actually leads me to my next question so mm-hmm. what were your ideas of what you could do uh, are you actually doing something that you thought by then that you could do or yeah you know i felt i actually feel very lucky now because mm-hmm. uh, because the growth house started in february like a year and a half ago mm-hmm. so it's quite new and i started a year ago actually in six days oh congratulations <laughs> so i feel i'm you know um, i really can contribute so half of the time i'm contributing with the, to the different projects mm-hmm. you know uh, supporting them in next steps in, Le- in the translation let's introduce can you tell us a little bit of what is the growth house just yes, for the people yes, that doesn't know before we go into yep. deep yeah so the growth house was was started because um, there was a lot of uh, academic projects that had a lot of value creation potential mm-hmm. and it was a tech transfer office that support you mm-hmm. have to hand in a dofi the disclosure of mm-hmm. invention when you have something that can be patented mm-hmm. Um, but there was, you know, there was not a huge amount uh, coming out because the the transition is is difficult. And Invento, of course, they have focus on out licensing and patenting, mm-hmm. and they didn't have that much time to support the projects mm-hmm. before it becomes. I mean, from from the idea into an invention. Yeah, right. This is different, difficult mm-hmm. because it's the invention that you want to patent, mm-hmm. right? So so um, so then the growth house was uh, created to support in this uh, in this way. So we are now owned by the uh, Matnot mm-hmm. uh, Natural Science uh, mm-hmm. and also the medicine faculty, mm-hmm. and also get funding from from the university and then and from the life science. Uh, and then we mm, we we use this money to support to support the the projects mm-hmm. a little bit seed funding we have we have um, like um, hangout uh, events where mm-hmm. you can meet mm-hmm. academia and the industry mm-hmm. we have uh, building up courses um, and we also include mentors if you or mm-hmm. if you need to look at freedom to operate for instance mm-hmm. or some regulatory questions so we can support with we use the whole ecosystem around us but we also we are like now four innovation advisors mm-hmm. that have experience, a broad experience back, background among us mm-hmm. uh, to support the projects. Mm-hmm. Okay, that sounds pretty necessary or institution or organization within mm. a university actually, mm. based on what you say. But um, right now I don't remember from the university I come from, we mm-hmm. have a notary also like an office helping mm-hmm. on these patenting ideas and everything, but we don't have anything similar to the growth no. house and I feel it's pretty important function mm. actually in the journey let's say mm. for yes. the researchers yeah. and for the university from the idea mm. to yeah i, I think it, and here it's it's uh, especially interesting i think because if you look at for instance entanu at trondheim this mm-hmm. is very technical so they mm-hmm. have longer tradition to 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 interact with the industry mm. they are technical solutions mm-hmm. but university of oslo is very like have been in the past very basic science, science and yeah. very focused on education and research yeah. 
So what we come in and do to do the third mission in a mm. way, you know, mm. translate this mm. mission into mm. to value for society. Mm. Mm. The translation. I think that's a very important thing. I mean, I've been this year, we went to to Stanford to oh, yeah. with the Spark program. And we are in the Spark, with our organization project, we are in the Spark program. Yeah. And uh, I found it very interesting because there you see this kind of very strong kind of interaction between the university there and the and the industry and the and the investors and and the, and the people that they really they have really a lot of this incubator programs and yes. all this. I would say a whole ecosystem around that. So basically, even students if they have an interesting product or something, they kind of immediately try to commercialize it mm. so i think it's it's um it's a very good way to have this um, um have this system and mm. to establish a system to do that mm. i think the main problem in europe in general is a bit um at least when we start now as a startup for instance one thing is the technology transfer offices they are a bit Yeah, a bit difficult to handle mm. sometimes. And I would say the other problem is really getting investments, for instance. So yeah, it's really difficult to... Mm. We come back so to the you money. Can, mm. You can get a lot of soft fundings and mm. you can try to kind of, even if you have an idea, you get a seed funding. And I think it's a very good idea, as you mm. propose, to get this early help if you have mm. an idea. But I think really then sustaining this coming from the idea, mm. making a patent is often also not maybe that expensive or difficult it's possible mm. i mean there is help from invent too but yeah it's way more than that it's uh kind of making we see it now in our development it's um the challenge is really to mm. validate the product to get a real viable product on yeah. the market to also have mm. this outreach to get a, a visibility mm. and this is um, i think very very challenging i stuff. was sorry is, yeah yeah No, it is challenging. And I think that uh, traditionally in Norway don't have expert funding, but mm. this is, I think, changing a little mm -hmm. bit. And, and I've been in contact with with VC companies also who's mm. interested in coming in uh, earlier. Mm -hmm. But I think, I mean, so our job is also to to try to target some of these challenges, like, for instance, pilot sales that, <laughs> that mm, uh, I know yeah. that we have been uh, yeah. exploring, right? Can you start already to contact mm. uh, the customers from the university? And then how can the university be be more flexible mm. in in trying to yeah. to bridge some of these uh, these challenges? Mm. For instance, I was actually going to ask because you mm. said uh, we, your growth house is helping into this process between the idea and the product and everything. Mm. But it feels to me that what what is there after the product, you know, because mm -hmm. it's very nice to have a product to patenting and everything. Mm. But are, are you going to actually build a company around that product? Mm. Has the university support on that part as well? Mm -hmm. This, I know Matthias is a lot more into it. For mm. me, it's completely new. But can you tell us uh, about yeah. that? Yeah, I think that, so the growth has, I mean, we, we're very young. Mm -hmm. So right now we are focusing a lot on, you know, the, the collaboration with Invento, the, mm -hmm. the tech transfer office, mm -hmm. to make sure that what the scientists are experiencing is a is a complete value chain of support in mm -hmm. a way not you know so we're trying to bridge this and, and have mm -hmm. a smooth value mm -hmm. chain mm -hmm. um and of course invento is the one uh, commercializing or mm -hmm. you know deciding on that but but there's also uh, um, cases or projects that invento turned down mm -hmm. yeah. 
So we try to also yeah. catch them uh, okay. at this point. So okay. now we contact everybody who has mm. the doofy turned down okay. and see how can we help because we don't mm. want things to stop. Okay. Right. And is for it instance, that a, a difficult decision? Because I guess mm. not every product can actually yeah. be potentially no, into a I company. Mean, but it, it, no. it has, has had pros and cons. If in when yeah. you turns down or mm. the technology transfer mm -hmm. office turns down your invention kind of and mm. says no we don't support it it actually means that you are free to use it um and you can tr still try to pattern it but then it's they kind of don't support you yep. necessarily okay. in that process okay um so that is kind of it uh, can be good or bad oh, it yeah. is it mm. kind of is is yeah. just a decision from them so if mm. they see a market potential or patentability mm -hmm. of the of the applications that you have then they will pursue with that mm -hmm. one otherwise mm -hmm. not mm -hmm. it is yeah. it is just i think it is it is they give quite good support on 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 the ip management mm -hmm. to be honest so mm -hmm. that is really helpful mm -hmm. um, so but for sure there are also applications maybe where you don't need that or where you mm. think maybe it's mm -hmm. not necessary or something i think it very much depends on the on the business case yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. and you know and they have like uh, they have a, a number of cases that they follow mm -hmm. and i think for us because they they look at the financials also it has to be it has to it has to gain money for them yeah, you know but from when we support we support what the the scientist wants to do mm -hmm. yes. in a way oh, that sounds <laughs> pretty nice yeah. i think <laughs> that, that, that's, should, that's how it should yeah. be right yeah, yeah exactly. that's how it should be it's a different and, point know. of view but i can also you know i can give advice and i um for instance it's very a lot of scientists they have you know they have this mechanism of action and they go straight into their own field yeah but i can bring them back a little bit and mm -hmm. say is this the right indication yeah. should you be more smart about it and mm -hmm. you know i can i can question the different yes. steps mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But of course, it's the scientists who decide, yeah. decides and we support the best yes. way we can. I mean, that, I think that's a problem. Many people don't uh, yeah, don't know that, that most of the startups actually fail, not because they don't have a good product, because no. because of they don't have the right market fit. Yeah. So exactly. that is the biggest problem that most, so many people have good products or yeah. good ideas, but there's maybe no market or mm -hmm. they target it to the wrong market exactly. and not to the correct market. So I think it's very important mm. in this early stage before you invest a lot of public money or, mm. or, or time maybe even your own money or yeah. or, or time yeah. uh, on uh, on developing a product mm -hmm. when you we see maybe it's either there is no market or maybe you have to develop it in another way mm -hmm. and yeah. i when i talk with other entrepreneurs or people that are in the innovation ecosystem per se um, often it's not the original idea that they had exactly uh, mm -hmm. that that was the one that they at the end um, kind of successfully mm. brought to the market it was maybe something that was developed during this process mm -hmm, or yeah. while they were talking with the customers or with the, exactly oh. and that and that's why also i you know so my training is also the design thinking process yes, so yeah. now I'm, yeah. i'm also supporting projects at the university <clears throat> with with this type of question like you say you have to you have you have to use these user-centric mm -hmm. methods to be able to Yes. Find the problem first before you solve it, right? Mm. I um, we have to wrap up yeah. soon. Uh, I was just um, wanted to say that in this very little conversation, to, <laughs> to my to my opinion, um, I see we have brought up some limitations and some advantages from the whole mm -hmm. system at the university with uh, both Invento and also the Growth House. Um, I would like to finish with the question. 
what would you like to coming back to the beginning almost mm-hmm. what would you like to introduce to improve within the work you're doing now with the growth house you mm-hmm. said you are very young i guess you are learning by doing mm-hmm. but um, do you have any opinion of what would you like to do to actually support hmm. these type of situations yeah it's a, it's a good question i think um Because my, myself, I'm responsible for being in contact with the medicine faculty. Mm-hmm. So so I want to spend more time going out understanding mm-hmm. what are the limitations. What are they doing? And yeah, what are they, you know? Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and, and working both with the leadership, mm-hmm. both with the university leadership mm-hmm. to give input in, in, mm-hmm. in things that are stopping innovation. Mm-hmm. And uh, and the institute and department mm-hmm. and clinic leadership mm-hmm. uh, teams, and also through the project. So it's a little bit top down, bottom up uh, way yeah. of working to both identify. And when we meet a hurdle, Then. like like I mentioned, the the pilot sales uh, mm. situation, we want to solve it. We go bring, in and see how can solutions. we do that. This is needed for mm-hmm. the project. How can we how can we solve that uh, mm. in this instance? So that's you know it's uh, since we are young, like you say, we try to map. Yeah. the different hurdles and bottlenecks mm-hmm. uh-huh. and and try to solve them as we go. Mm-hmm. I think that's pretty good uh, ac- uh, attitude. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really think you should come back better because oh. I, th- I still have more questions, of course. Yeah. I'm always having questions. Well. Mm-hmm. But um, I think it would be really interesting maybe later on to see how actually the EU growth house is yes. developing mm-hmm. and everything yes. within the future problems and, and limitations that are coming up. Um, Rana, I hope you just had mm-hmm. a nice time. Yes, I, I enjoyed this. Also <laughs> difficult. <laughs> thank you, Matthias, also for no, being here with us today. And mm-hmm. thank you, Beata. Thank you. Uh, thank you very much. I think we can just say goodbye then. Yeah. Goodbye then. Goodbye.